What is going on, Living Ardently fam? It is Adrian here. And uh, before we start today's episode, just want to let you guys know that we recorded this months ago, um, shortly after we recorded the um, last episode, and we just haven't had time to put it up. But now it's here, and it's really exciting. We talk about change and how we can, you know, how Sarah and I kind of are adjusting to change a lot of it, especially from going from, you know, engaged to married to parents, like within a few months and then moving it's been a lot but um god's given us the graces and we've get we get into the details of how that has affected us and what's been helpful for us and hopefully you find something that from our experience is helpful for your life um hope you guys enjoy uh, stay tuned we're going to be having some new episodes recorded with some cool people this um coming month and uh we're going to be going down to a i know we we really just release like once every month now, but we're going to be releasing twice a month soon. You just got to get the flow into it. Bear with us. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep living ardently. Enjoy the show, y'all. Peace. Welcome to Living Ardently. I'm your host, Adrian Giraldi, and today I am joined by my beautiful wife, Sarah Beasley. Woo! Oh, wait. <laughs> Sarah Giraldi. Woo! Still getting used to the Giraldi thing, you know, this change of name. Legally, you haven't changed your name yet, so I guess technically you're still Sarah okay. Beasley. Just calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been pregnant, so. Yeah, yeah, that's why my voice sounds like this, by the way. Yeah. I've been very sick, so. Our baby, basically, our baby is just stealing my voice. Right yeah, now. sucking everything. So this is as good as food. it's gonna get, guys. Yeah, yeah so right. bear with her. I mean, she sounds fine. We'll make it sound good in post, but you know, she, 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 you're a soft person as yeah. it is. So yeah, my voice is kind of hard. Yeah. It's not great for podcasting to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I think it's great. So today we're here, um, as promised. Last week we talked, or last time we had a podcast. Um, we talked about how we were going to have an episode where we just kind of catch up about our life. You know, we, we originally planned to have a honeymoon podcast, which we didn't, um, end up doing. Um, so I guess in lieu of that, this is what's happening. It's just like, let's catch up. But it's also, let's kind of talk about some of the biggest, biggest things that have been in our lives recently. And, uh, yeah, I guess this, the the central topic of today is going to be about change. Um, I don't know how I'm going to title it, but change has been kind of the name of the game so far. Yeah, theme of our whole marriage so far. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of changes, and um, but it's also a lot of trust. I mean, we talked about trust last week, um, so trust is a big part of that, but with change also comes some responsibility and some things that stressors and things like that we should probably talk about too. Yeah. <laughs> It's all good. Anyway, we're going to start today's episode again. Enjoy the episode on trust. And uh, yeah. Should I add a disclaimer about pregnancy brain as well? (laughs) If you want to, that's all good. I'm game for it. Um, Before we start today's episode, I just want to give a little reminder that, hey, wherever you're listening, make sure you're subscribed and following. And if you don't know, our episodes actually go live a day earlier on YouTube uh, than uh, they do an uh, audio version on like podcasts. So if you want to get the episodes a day early, go to our YouTube channel, Living Ardently Podcast, and uh, 
subscribe and you can get the podcast and see our beautiful faces and all that stuff before everyone else does. So anyway, without further ado, let's talk about change. Yes. <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> So we are here again in our in our home abode of uh, in South Bend, Indiana, and uh, yeah, a lot of change. Yeah, <laughs> um, new job for you. Mm-hmm. Me leaving my job in Florida, and then a big move, an from out of state move, Indiana to I mean from Florida to Indiana, and then having a baby right off the bat. Right. Which is, I guess, feels like the biggest change or challenge, you could say, right now. It's changed. My life has changed the most being pregnant. Yeah. I think, well, getting married is a pretty, well, getting married as well. Yeah. It's a huge change on its own. Um, But for me right now, my particular state, um, it's what's affecting me the most, obviously, being so sick. Um, so that feels like the biggest change. Yeah. And for me, I, for me, it's, it's, I mean, similarly, it's like, you know, moving and, and getting married. These are the big changes in my life that's happening recently. But one of the other big changes is just kind of my position in, in work, you know, like, um, from going to in-person ministry and so in, you know, youth ministry, I know we talked about this before, but like, there's a lot of change when it comes to doing, you know, digital ministry. You're in front of a lot more eyes and a mm-hmm. lot more scrutiny um, on social media. So it's interesting because it's lots of like personal interactions, kind of less, but more scrutiny is there. So it's like kind of challenge of adjusting to that. But it's also such a cool thing to do. So. Um, but yeah, adjusting to the new area and, um, living away from family for both of us, I think is a big, a big thing. Yeah. Lots of adjustments there. Um, not having community. That was a big thing, especially when we first moved, getting used to not having friends, family around. Yeah. Like we were pretty, like the loneliness really set in. Yeah. There's that type of loneliness. There's a time when our like couple for first few weeks here at South Bend where Sarah and I just kind of had a a cry fest on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and I think that's just part of of our desires and you know I mean the sad feelings of that come with change. You mm-hmm. know, especially when you lose when the change affects good things in your life, right? Yeah, you say that. Um, so what would you say, um, I know you said that pregnancy has really been the biggest challenge, but what about that change has really rocked your world? Oh gosh, it's like the responsibility of it all. Like mm-hmm. I'm not just taking care of myself. Um, yeah. I'm also married, so there's like right. a responsibility to you as well and marriage, you know, that partnership, but I thought, you know, I was prepared to take on that. Like, I knew that was coming right. for a long time. Right. I didn't know that this was going to happen when it happened. Right. You know, I knew there was a possibility, but um, so the responsibility of taking care of another life now, like I have a child, I'm someone's mother, right. 
and then trying to take care of myself, which has been a struggle. Like I've just been in survival mode. So, yeah. um, that's been the biggest, what was your original question was the most challenging part of this change. I guess the responsibility and knowing like my life's changed forever. Both of our lives have changed forever. Yeah. And like, it's going to change again, like forever when the baby's actually born. Right. And it's just a, kind of wrapping your head around that and like embracing that responsibility. Right. It just, it just, it, there's so much. Yeah, yeah. There's so much there. Cause like what, three years ago with 2019 before we started dating, like yeah. we were just like, we were somebody's kid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, we, we had parents of our own, you know, we have, our, we still have our parents, you know, obviously, but like we weren't parents yet. We weren't even dating anybody yet. Mm-hmm. And between that, that um, you know, knowing yourself as as just Adrian, as just Sarah, is one thing for who you are, and then and then making the change to dating is yeah. another thing, and then a fiance engagement, right? And then marriage, mm-hmm. like we're, I, we're I'm still trying to wrap my head around learning how to be a husband, right? Yeah, yeah, we're still learning how to be husband and wife, and I don't know if I can say this, but <laughs> when you get a positive pregnancy test, like. Shit gets real. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> true. Like things get real. Yeah. Real fast. Oh yeah. You, it, it's I. You just don't know the feeling until it happens. Mm-hmm. And you don't like. It's just it's it's surreal. There's so many. Blowing. I mean, there's also. I mean, like for us, we weren't. You know, like we we've been pretty candid about it. We weren't planning for it, but you know, God's kind of give us this opportunity to do that, and so. I think that's kind of the central thing that I wanted to talk about today. That like um, plan, like change that you were able to plan for, and then change you weren't able to plan for. Um, and for us, this was a change that yeah you know, we didn't really have. I mean, yeah, we have time to plan for it because there's nine months in the pregnancy. Yeah. But like the reality of it hit us so quick that it was it was shocking and it kind of put us. It set me yeah. aback, you know, like, oh, crap. Yeah, like, it stops holy. you in your tracks. Yeah. And I think that's a a beautiful thing when it comes to, you know, when we talked about last week of trust, it's just being able to understand that, like, wow, this is huge, and I have nothing to do, and then being able to rely on Christ and that. But, um, you know, for, for us, we are blessed with this opportunity. I, I don't use that word lightly because, you know, we know, I know people who... You know, you, I know you know how people that have trouble conceiving and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. want to have kids but can't. And so we li- are literally blessed to be able to to have yeah. this opportunity without having trouble. And um, as, as, as life-changing and, like, scary as it was, it was always, no, no matter what, it was still a blessing. Yeah, yeah. On my hardest days, I try to remember, like, hey, like, there's people who would, give anything right now to be where I am, like in my shoes. Right. Like they, you know, wanted this so badly and can't or haven't yet. And yeah. so I'm like incredibly blessed in that way. Yeah. And I try not to forget it. Yeah. And for and and it's just like, a, I guess, a gratitude thing to always be grateful for change despite maybe you not exactly knowing that you want it or needed it right now. Um, so for me, like, like going back to even just the, the job, right. I, I didn't, at the time that this job came around, 
I wasn't really thinking about living ministry. I just really wanted to get ministry back in person. Like we were doing mm-hmm. everything online for oh, oh, nearly a year. And I was like, man, let's get back. Let's just do this so that, you know, we can um, meet back in person um, and, and resume normal ministry. Um, but it was difficult with um, just the circumstances with the pandemic, you know. Um, I know the ministry is easier now to get back in person than it was when I was still a youth minister. Um, but it's definitely a, it's definitely a change, uh, you know, to change the position was just not something I thought about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, when I was blessed with the opportunity to, like, have a change, I, I knew that it was... Uh, something I needed to cease. Like I needed to take advantage of it and not take it lightly. Mm-hmm. And um, and at the end of the day, like I am so glad that I'm here. Like I'm I'm grateful for the, the my work that I get to do, um, as different as it is and things like that. It, it's really great and gratifying in the team I get to work with. Um, and I think at the end of every, whether planned and or uh, planned or unplanned change. Like, there's always beauty in them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's depending on how we, you know, react or respond to it, um, we can either be keen to that beauty or or go blind to it. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of in human nature to be just very resistant to change. Mm-hmm. It's just like you're fearful, and that's normal. Yeah. To any kind of change, really. And um, what is it, like the old saying, like, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you mentioned this on the podcast, but we are like, okay, well, we'll shoot. We're thinking maybe shoot for having the baby next year. Yeah. Well, the baby will be born next year yeah, in yeah. January. January 2022. So. <laughs> Yeah, God is. I, I think the caption of my post when I uh, it is like, "All right, we'll just." It was us. We'll plan for baby for next year, and then God say uh, say no more or whatever I said. Yeah, yeah. Like, you were <laughs> very DJing. specific with that. Yeah, you got to be very specific with Christ, you know, with your prayers and stuff. But and what what the what you were saying before? I was thinking, I wonder if the pandemic had never happened. Would you be in this job right now? Like, true. Because that changed your job so much. Right, yeah, I, I don't know. It opened your mind to other opportunities. Right. Opportunities. <clears throat> yeah, it definitely would I, would, I would assume that maybe I wouldn't, you know. Yeah. You know, maybe I would have, I don't know. Um, but it would, it, if anything, it probably would have been harder to leave mm-hmm. or harder mm-hmm. for me to convince me to, yeah, to take right. on a new opportunity because, you sure. know, it had been a year of on or almost a year of online ministry where it's just like kids either show up or don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It just it kind of feels sometimes deflating. But if they were like always going and ministry was fervent, it either would have been really hard to leave or probably the best time to leave if I had mm-hmm. like volunteers helping me, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff. But. It's kind of hard to say, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely just seeing how different one little detail could have changed things. Like, had I not gone to Ave, I don't know if we'd be married right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We kind of talked about that before. Yeah, you'd have to have gone to Ave and met my sister because right. 
Well, who knows, though? After that, you... Well, actually, Ave did lead you to the job after because that's how you started meeting my cousins. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I would have. Yeah, probably. Yeah, would've so if you it. hadn't gone to Ave, you probably wouldn't have met my sister or my cousins. Yeah, it so. would. I would have not seen all these little details. You know, these little details wouldn't or have not let us. She hadn't gone to Ave. <laughs> oh yeah, she had. Your sister hadn't gone to yeah. Ave, whatever, or had not invited me to the wedding. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe even then we probably would figure things out, but I don't know. It's just interesting. Just it's amazing how all the little stepping stones. One little change can change a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like not not to like digress too much, but like in in Loki, like um, one little change in the timeline, oh, right? like a nexus event. Uh, yeah, yeah, it could cause a nexus event, and like you being late to work, that little change can take you out of that timeline. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's funny, like just kind of the thought of the, but it, but it, in, in the way it's true because one little thing in the past of ours could have led to much different futures. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, change is often a good thing. You never mm-hmm. know like where it's going to lead you. Yeah. And, um, it's usually God kind of leading you somewhere good. <laughs> right. You know? So how about I'm this? Sorry. What, what do you think is, um, like, do you think planned change is actually easier than unplanned change? I mean, yes, because you know Mm. it's happening. But still, even though you're preparing for a marriage, you don't know what it's like to be married until you're actually married. Right. And, you know, you're living together 24-7. Like, we didn't live together before we were married. Right. And um, it's different than than when before you're married. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, you take marriage prep and you try to prepare as much as you can. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's still going to be difficult, um, even if you've planned. Because things don't always go according to plan either, you know. Everybody knows, like, you make a plan for something. Doesn't mean it's going to all go according to that plan. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, um, I guess there's a difficulty there because you're expecting it to be a certain way Mm -hmm. when you already know that it's coming, and then when it's not. So there's, like, expectations there. Right. Unplanned change. I mean, you don't have time to really plan or have <laughs> your plans fall through. So right. I guess that's where it would be a little easier than a plan changed. Right. Change. You know, for me, sometimes I view unplanned change to be, to be a bit easier. Really? Here's why. I kind of, well, you kind of alluded to it. Um, when I have something like... I like say I plan for something to, like I want marriage to go this that this way. Mm-hmm. We get married. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. We're gonna mm-hmm. do this. Uh, the disappointment <laughs> in things not going the way I like. I'm not a planner, but when I plan, I I go like detail by detail sometimes mm-hmm. um, on these things on what I want, how I want things to go, and when they don't go to plan, it it will aggravate me. I'll be upset mm-hmm. or you know bummed about it um yeah you know i'm still trying to figure that out but for um for unplanned change if i didn't plan for it like yeah it's stressful at first but like there's no expectations mm-hmm. i have i have no expectations and however it goes it just le- it lets it it lends myself to be more trusting in christ 
Mm-hmm. You know, just like in this pregnancy, like I didn't plan for it. Yeah, there was a hell, hell lot of hell of a lot of stress in the beginning. Like thinking about finances and um, responsibilities, like things we need to get, how we're going to afford it. Like, like it, it just there was a lot to think about there. But at the same time, that led me back to just understanding that all right, God's in control here. Like I'll do what I can. Um, I'll do what I'm able to. Um, but He's going to take care of us. You know, um, but with plan change, I don't lend myself to to be more, I guess, flexible. trusting in Christ. Oh. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, flexible and yeah. and like being flexible or lending myself to Christ and pray and trust in those moments. I feel like I need to have control um, in that. So I I pers- I like I want to say that I think unplanned change, as stressful as it can be, is better. Um, often easier, rather. Oh, interesting. Than plan change. Yeah, I think I'm different than you in that. That um, I'm actually not much of a planner, mm-hmm. and plan change. Um, I think I'm more. Maybe it has a role of my. Excuse me. My anxiety has a role in this too. Mm-hmm. I'd rather know about something sure. happening. That makes sense. Than being surprised. Um, yeah. And when things don't go according to plan, I think I can kind of, I don't know. It just depends. Yeah. Um, roll with it. Um, but I think for me personally, I think plan change yeah. <laughs> I handle yeah. better. And to, to clarify, like plan change versus unplanned change, I guess unplanned change would be like unexpected pregnancy versus yeah. plan change would be like getting married and doing yeah, marriage prep. That's right? what I'm thinking of, um, yeah. I don't know if I clarified that in the beginning. I just wanted to make sure we, we covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's other things that you can plan for that's not necessarily change. Like, like you can mm-hmm. plan an event, but that's not necessarily changing anything. You know, you plan an event. Um, and then a spontaneous event, like outing, would be a little bit, I don't know, more chaotic. <laughs> so I think there's a yeah. difference there to be. Yeah, and clarified. it might be because in my mind right now, it's like pregnancy is so fresh in my mind that pregnancy there's so many unknowns as i'm yeah figuring out we're both finding out mm-hmm. and it's it's very scary especially in that first trimester like what's going to happen like is the baby going to be okay right. you know you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring you know yeah. and um so that's why i think right now i'm more comfortable saying oh yeah i'd much rather know how something's going to go yeah. or supposed to go right. than not knowing yeah. Cause that first trimester is it. I will use the word scary because you don't know, like, is my baby going to be okay? Are we going to get to the first trimester? Right. You know, miscarriages just happen often, yeah. Yeah. a lot more often than people are, are yeah. sometimes willing to talk about so it. So that's in your, that's somewhere in your mind, you know, all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And then being so sick, I wasn't expecting to be so sick. Um, mm-hmm. And you have so, a severe form of mm-hmm. uh, morning sickness, yeah, which is I called have HG. HG. So, uh, what's the na- long name for it? Um, Hyper- maybe we can insert it here on the screen. I think I have a screenshot of it. Hypermesis gravid- gravidarum. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I kind of fumble it every time I say it. But the acronym is HG. Yeah. And basically, you need to have. Usually you have to have medical intervention for the sake of your life and your child's life. Like it's that serious. Yeah. Um, so I've had to 
go in and get IVs at the ER. Now I actually have a schedule set up. I go to an infusion place and get IVs so many times a week, and I also have to take medicine every day. Yeah. Or I, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, or our baby wouldn't be here. So thank God for modern medicine. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely. It's definitely so a blessing to have this, and, and it's also for me. It's scary to to see you in this state because, you know, like I know you have. I mean, I I haven't been with you um, as like in our like relationship in the time where you really need a serious medical attention. It's like the first time, so it's like really rough for me to see you in these moments. I'm like, man, I don't. Yeah, it's know what a to lot. Do. It's a lot. Really yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah. And so that change in that, uh, I guess, makes that change a lot, um, I guess, daunting when when you're, we're often, we had to go to the ER a couple of times the, early yeah. in the pregnancy to get you um, liquid because you were dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like before we figured out that you had HG. Um, and yeah, so uh, thank God that there's medicine out there to help you and help this a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of been like something that's made change harder, like and scarier. Yeah. Like if I were having no symptoms and just having a breeze at the pregnancy, I could see it would have been a lot easier on both of us. That's not always (laughs) a good thing. But yeah, they say being sick is a good sign. But um, I'm 14 weeks now. I'm waiting to get that second <laughs> trimester glow up that well, I keep so, hearing about. Yeah. yeah, that past that threshold there. That's just Come really now. <laughs> waiting to happen. But so yeah, um, so yeah, I think plan, like plan change and unplanned change. There's always a little messiness in the two, uh, but it's also really interesting to see how people react or respond, especially in, in particularly to their faith in their faith when it comes to plan change and unplanned change. Um, I like myself, like I said earlier, I kind of lend to myself, I, I, I kind of lean more on Christ when there's unplanned change rather oh, than oh, yeah. a planned change. And I feel like, sure. you think that's a kind of a normal thing for most people or? Yeah, because I mean, we get kind of lax in our lives when, I guess when we're comfortable, um, not everyone, but yeah. especially true of me, like I'm, I'm not praying as much Mm -hmm. you know i'm not having like a childlike dependency on god Mm -hmm. if i'm comfortable Mm -hmm. um but this whole pregnancy it's just been it's real like lord what is going on lord yeah come on please heal me (laughs) let me feel better like it's been real raw like just like why me like just a lot more communication i would say even if it's just very raw and just like me like just blurting out my emotions, my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so much more dependency on God. Right. Trying to like look for His graces. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that in my I I've been praying a lot more better and consistently during my time at you know as we were married and prepping for pregnancy. I mean for your for the baby than I was while we're prepping for. Um. For marriage, mm-hmm. like I was praying, but like I'm praying twice as much or three times as much yeah. now that we've had a baby. Like I'm finding more times for mass and adoration, and trying to make that carve that part of my regular schedule routine, and then replacing that with other things when necessary. You know, um, 
it's just interesting um, to me because I feel like, especially like in marriage prep, there should be more prayer. But like, I feel like it's just like innate in us to when we're panicked, when there's yeah, like yeah. like fear, yeah. to run to to faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like God, I'm drowning. <laughs> I'm drowning. <laughs> I'm drowning. Like, help me. Yeah. Help me. Wait, is that a reference? To something? It's from Kevin Hart, but I won't finish it because he, he ends with a profanity. So oh, I'll, just okay. like, <laughs> I'll, I'll not finish that one. Um, but, but we're gonna we're gonna take a break here. It's a good conversation here. Okay. We're gonna take a break right here, and we're gonna talk about um, the other side. Some some tips that that help us in in this change and planning for change, and like kind of how we can, I guess, get better at it. Do practices that we can do to become more comfortable and willing and, I don't know, just kind of make change a bit um, easier, I guess. It's a good word. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll be right back. So did you know that we are an affiliate for Be A Heart Design? I did. Yeah, did you, what's a promo code? Ardently 10? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's Ardently 10. So if you don't know Be A Heart, Be A Heart makes amazing, great things. Uh, for for kids, for your homes, for everything. If you want to get us stuff, you want to get us stuff. Want to get our baby stuff? Go go get some there. If you want to get stuff for your own baby or your friends or your baby or whatever, or just stuff for yourself for your home, go to Be a Heart Design and use Ardently Ten for ten percent off, or just use our affiliate link, um, which is in the show notes below, um, and you'll help us and get cool things for you, yourself, and your loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> Ardently Ten, ten percent off. Link in bio. All that good stuff. Check it out. And we'll drop our address so you can send us fun stuff too. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. All right, y'all. Let's get back into it. All right. We are back with more about change. Um, Before we go on, make sure you follow Living Ardently on all of our socials, Living Ardently on on Instagram. Um, Myself, it's only Adrian. You can follow my wife, Sarah Garaldi. Sarah Garaldi. um, On Instagram. And um, you can follow us on TikTok now, Living Ardently P.O.D., because somebody apparently has Living Ardently on TikTok already and Mm -hmm. don't know what it is, but they just have like random stuff. So go check us out, Living Ardently P.O.D. on TikTok. Probably just longer forms or reels um, that we put on Instagram. On that will go on TikTok and vice versa. So, also, if you want to see all the episodes a day early, um, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there because we'll be releasing the video portions of all the podcasts first on YouTube and then later on on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere else. So, yeah, make sure you go do that. Anyway, back to this. Oh, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave us a review, a rating, and all that good stuff helps us out. And, uh, if you're following anywhere else, just make sure you're subscribing and following there. But yeah, back to change. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, this is reminding me. Was Obama's big thing like his campaign slogan change? We can change or we yes, change, we can, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> sorry change. to sound like a campaign. Right yeah, now. sorry okay. to sound like a campaign. <laughs> Anyways. But change is good. Change is, is change is difficult, but it is also beautiful. Um but I think it's good for us to kind of talk, you know, as we're talking about change in our personal lives and how we, uh, you know, have, you know, experienced it and the difficulties in it. Um, obviously, we kind of, there's there's so much more to talk about, but we'll just be going all day mm-hmm. about the challenges and this and that. But I think what would be good here at this latter half is if we share, like, you know, 
something like we do every episode, something that's some tips that are helpful for our listeners that they can take away, that they can use in their personal life when they um, experience change, whether planned or unplanned, you know, like unplanned things can happen anytime, like a death, death of a loss of a loved one, um, end of a relationship, like all these Mm -hmm. things like Mm -hmm. can be unplanned change in your life that can really be hard to, to cope with and to navigate if you don't know how to. So I think it will be helpful if we kind of give out some advice, especially for, for unplanned change, but also maybe some planned changes and how we can, how you can do that better, more fruitfully. So, um, what do you think? What's your first advice to those who are going through unplanned or planned change? Um, I think to give yourself space and also give others space if they Mm -hmm. need it. But also, um, you may not be, uh, depending on what it is, um, you may not be okay with it right away. You might not roll with it, you know, that's okay. And you might feel like, oh, everybody around me is. Why? Mm-hmm. What's my problem? Yeah. And, um, but it's okay if you're not okay with it. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe, you know, you've you adjusted to it better than the other person or somebody else. And, right. um, you know, just trying to be aware of the fact that, you know, they have emotions and feelings too. And they mm-hmm. need, maybe they need some time and space. Yeah. Um, so allowing them to have it, because I think um, people, we tend to like lash out if we mm. haven't had time to process things mm-hmm. or we tend to take it out on the other person Yeah. Um, if we don't have that or if we haven't had, I guess, time. time. Yeah. I think, so, I think. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's completely right because it, a lot of people navigate like change particularly unplanned change differently like you said some people will go through it and handle it really well but others take a lot of time say say a loss of a loved one like or end of a relationship like those changes are really really hard Mm -hmm. and i think a, a temptation that and i know i caught myself in is to be is to try to be okay with the results or what happened um, fast, you mm, know, like before you're ready, before I'm ready, yeah, pretend mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. It's all good. Like that hurt, but like, like I'm okay. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is so harmful, uh, not just for yourself, for the, for the people around you, you know, um, because you might start hurting people by accident, by, by, you know, say, you know, I've seen it, I've seen friends do it, you know, like, or the end of relationship and then they try to go out and date somebody new right away, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, you're not only hurting yourself at this point because you're not ready, but you're also going to hurt this person ev- evidently that you're pursuing or whoever. Um, right. And so I think it's just, it's it's prudent and and smart to be mindful of that and knowing yourself and knowing the the time it takes to heal from from things like that that kind of changes is hard regardless if it's you know a end of relationship end of a loved one a move um this unplanned change or you know it's it takes time and you should definitely um 
know yourself in that. Um, just kind of be mindful of it and be mindful of others and helping them. Because I know you, as a friend, you, you also have that temptation to want to help them right away. But sometimes mm-hmm. a, f- a friend just it doesn't need to be, you know, unreminded of it or like, you know, oh, just forget about it. No, no, no. I don't need to forget about it. I need to Yeah, you don't need to it. automatically cheer up. Right. right. I need, they need yeah. to feel those emotions. Sometimes you just need to cry with them, you know? Um, and so I think to add to that, um, one, one useful thing is if you're struggling, you know, understanding this change is, you know, we kind of talked about last week, is, is conversing with people. You know, I, t- I talked about this with, um, with Steve last episode, like about trust, like before you make a decision or things like that, you know, when, with, even with change, like when you're struggling coping with it, talk to someone, talk to a friend, talk to a mentor, um, talk to a spiritual advisor or a therapist or heck, even like whatever, like somebody, some professional or a friend who's going to just kind of give you an opportunity to to get out of your mind, you know, like mm-hmm. to not just sit with your own thoughts um, and be able to help you rationalize because we can become very radical in our heads sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. um, or just very, you know, our, our minds are dark, you know, like sometimes yeah. it's just when we're alone, it just spirals and, mm-hmm. and it's just really good for us to never be alone. I know we talk about this all the time and it's kind of like an, a general advice I always have, but it's because I think it's so crucial community um, is so crucial. Um, communication is so crucial for everything and every aspect in your life. Um, going alone is never okay. It was never our design to be alone. And if the pandemic didn't show us that, <laughs> like, I don't know what will. You know what I mean? Um, people went stir crazy, you know? Um, suicide rates went skyrocketed. Like, these, we were, we were not meant to be alone. And so I'm listening, I'm looking at you guys, whoever... If you're if you're struggling through something and this change or you know whether it be a relationship change you know whatever like any unplanned change out there like listen to me when I say do not be alone right now like sometimes you do need to be alone it's fine but like being in your by yourself all the time is going to not help you at all um, even if that means you go to prayer um, go to confession go to the sacrament something just don't do it alone. Um, I pray that you understand that because that was one of my most crucial advice to anybody, especially when I was in ministry, um, to, to handle any life-changing event, you know? Yeah, I don't know where I agree 100%. I don't know where I'd be without you. Like, mm-hmm. all the kind of dark days that I've had um, with the pregnancy. I haven't really mentioned this, but it's brought on a, um, a lot of depression. HG has brought that a on to me as well and just being able to turn to you and just say oh my gosh like just telling you how I feel in the moment crying Um, and I have I'm blessed to have people that I can FaceTime Mm -hmm. uh, or call and just cry like my sisters my Mm -hmm. mom like I can just call them and then they say hello and I'm before I even get the words out I just start crying and they're like okay okay like Mm-hmm. start talking me through it and like that I don't know how to I don't know what I would do without that yeah um but it is very important to be able to yeah. 
have safe people in your life where you can express your feelings, mm-hmm. ha- have a safe place where you can express your feelings. Yeah. Um, and where they're going to help you through them. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's, I'm glad that I can be there for you and, and you have people there for you because, you know, I know when, whatever, uh, like I'm, I'm lucky that I get to work for home right now. You know, I know we're going to start doing some hybrid works, hybrid work soon at work. Um, but, you know, at first I was kind of uneasy about it, but knowing that you have your, your family to lean on through FaceTime, you know, thank God for FaceTime and so video calls, mm-hmm. like it makes me more comfortable leaving home for two days a week to be mm-hmm. away for work, two to three days a week, and and be away from you, but also being able to be five minutes away from you um, at the same time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so if that's not a testament to how communication and community is so important during the times of change, I don't know what will or what can be. Um, and I think another thing, I mean, I don't know if I talked about this last week. I think I did. Um, but I definitely talked about it in the podcast that I did with my guys from uh, Adrian and and uh, Ricky from Small Like Paul. They had me as a guest recently. I don't know when the episode will drop. We'll definitely let you guys know on social about when that episode will drop. Uh, if you're not already subscribed to Small Like Paul, go check them out on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts, everywhere else. Um, but we talked about, um, yeah, I gave him, I gave Adrian, he just got engaged, Adrian Gonzalez, a, a some marriage advice, but we also kind of made an episode about it, uh, marriage prep and things like that. And it was really good. And one thing that I brought up there, I don't know if I brought it up last week, I probably did, but when I went to confession re- recently, um, well, like a month ago now, um, the first time here in South Bend, the priest was really great. So really recently we had just moved and I was like struggling. Um, I kind of like at that peak moments of struggle with like um, being able to be a husband and father and, you know, things like that, trying to figure that out and struggling with that. Um, I went to this priest and this priest said, you know, you have to get used to hopelessness. Um, you have to look at a lot of the imagery in our church, especially the crucifix. Christ was helpless on that cross, but he, you know, the the resurrection still happened. The imagery of, of this, like the Pieta, you know. Get uh, used to, sorry, get used to hopelessness or helplessness? Helplessness, sorry. Okay, you said hopelessness. Oh, hopelessness, sorry. Yeah. I meant to say helplessness, not hopelessness. <laughs> the priest said, get used to helplessness. Um, if you look at Christ and a lot of the imagery in the church of like during the crucifixion, a lot of it was, you know, hopeless beings Like Christ was hopeless on the cross, uh, helpless, <laughs> helpless on the cross. Like Christ was helpless on the cross, you know, and he, um, he still, I mean, the resurrection still happened despite that helplessness mm-hmm. in this moment of the Pieta. I don't know if you can see that really well, but. In the Pieta, uh, Mary holding Jesus after being crucified and died. Like, there's a lot of helplessness here. Um, But the resurrection still happened. And so, in any moment in your life, especially in this, like, in times of, like, a really hard change, there's going to be a ton of moments of helplessness. Sometimes you might even feel hopeless. Who knows, you know? Mm -hmm. But um, at the end of the day... um, Helplessness is you're going to be surrounded by it no matter where you are sometimes. And being used to that 
is uh, a beautiful thing in understanding at the end of helplessness, there's always a resurrection. There's always going to be a bright side of it all. Um, and so keeping that in mind, I think will make going through changes, especially difficult ones, whether they're planned or not, um, can be good. Because like, you can plan for a move, and a move will be really hard to deal with, you know? Moving from your home state like we did. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a hard change already, mm-hmm. as it is. But, um, you know, whatever it is, getting used to the helplessness in that and understanding the resurrection is probably the most helpful thing I could tell you guys about getting used to change. Um, mm-hmm. That was really helpful for me when that priest told me. And um, <laughs> um, that helplessness, feel that helpless feeling is so often, especially, you know, when you're in the hospital and you are getting treated or you're getting IVs or you're feeling sick and throwing up, I can't do much, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I feel helpless. But knowing that Christ is there, I'm there, I'm doing what I can, and there's going to be resurrection at the end. And that resurrection, it's going to be the baby, you know. Yeah, I love that helplessness that leads to resurrection. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah, that that really opened my eyes when that priest told me too. And I was like, man, that is something I I don't think I've heard either prior mm-hmm. to that. Um, needless to say, I was like really happy. That was like my first confession in South Bend. I was like, man, we're where we're, we're we are where we're supposed to be, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So I think the last part here I want to want to go through is. Um, ask you, ask us this and kind of give this advice because, I mean, it can be advice, it can be just like practically what has helped you find joy in this moments of change that's made it a little bit easier um, during this time? Well, aside from what I already talked about, um, reaching out and talking mm-hmm. to you or to loved ones or friends, um, really at first I was so sick I wasn't... Um, kind of getting out of the house, wasn't doing anything really, Mm -hmm. wasn't doing really any self-care. I was just primarily in survival mode. Yeah. Still sort of there. But now um, I kind of have a schedule for the week where I have to go get IVs three times a week. So Mm -hmm. I I usually take myself to that because you have work. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have to, like, do that. And then I recently got a library membership here. Yeah. So I'm able to like get books now, yeah. and that's something that I love. I'm also been attending a first time moms class. Mm-hmm. So like half of them there are like still pregnant, the other half like they've had their babies, and just being able to kind of like connect with them and hear about other people who are going through similar experiences. Yeah, um, that's been great for me. So those, that happens on a certain day of the week, and I look forward to that. Um, so just having those things to go do, and then there's days in between where I might not be feeling well, and those days where it's just really hard to just get off the couch. I'm like, okay, Sarah, you have to right now. I mean, this isn't really finding joy in the moment, but you have to put one foot in front of the other. Like you have mm-hmm. to get up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and um, so I think I'm doing, I got to say, I'm doing pretty good right now. The fact that I can actually go out and do things despite kind of, you know, having to take 
barf bags with me, things like that. Because yeah. um, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know what? I could just, I could just be laying in bed all day. Like I'm not doing this. I give up. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay if you, that's where you are. You can't get out of bed. That's that's where you are. No mm-hmm. judgment there. I mean, that's that's understandable. Um, but I was like, it's just it could be worse. Basically, yeah. is what I'm telling myself. But basically, having human connection, going, mm-hmm. doing these things have been bringing me joy. Yeah. Like I, every time I get the IVs, I walk out of there and I just say the prayer of Thanksgiving. Like, thank you, God. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it takes a long time. It takes almost three hours and I always kind of walk out feeling kind of tired, kind of drained, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's such a good thing for me. I definitely feel so much better afterward. Um, but I just make sure to thank God that I have that opportunity that that's available to me and mm-hmm. the place is so close to us too. And yeah. so like, thank you God that I have this because, um, you and I both, we, we just couldn't do another ER visit Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> and that's just not practical to, to live that way. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I have a good team of people. I guess taking care of me now mm-hmm. and um, just other resources and stuff that have become available to me in my pregnancy as well um, that I'm so grateful for. And yeah, just just pushing myself to get out there. Mm-hmm. And obviously I wouldn't push myself too hard to where it's something that's detrimental, but right, right. Um, just kind of having that light schedule of things to do during the week. Yeah, building some sort of routine. That are yeah. helping me and my baby. Yeah. You know, it kind of brings meaning back amidst, like, the suffering. Right, right. Yeah. Just kind of creating a routine, I think, is is, is super mm-hmm. helpful. Um, for me, that's exactly what I was going to share. Like, in the time of change here, it's been a lot, you know, but... Um, what's been helpful for me is it's creating that, that routine and finding the time to like go to the gym and, and, you know, be able to work myself physically and go out there. And, you know, I've been trying to do different things where I go in the morning or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I usually typically go in the evening, but like, like, let me try to change it up. Maybe it'll be easier for me to go in the evening, in the morning. I can't get up in the morning. I tried it a couple of <laughs> times, didn't work out. Uh, but I found out like during the lunchtime is probably like the best time for me. Like, Going during lunch, just like eating a quick meal or eating a quick meal after, you know, before or after. Um, then going to lunch during a lunch hour. Finding that routine in, in the gym has just been helpful. But also like um, making time for leisure, um, whether it be with you or like with my guys on the video games. Like we don't play as often as we used to, but like um, getting that time to, to do that. Um, finding joy in little things like um, doing stuff with the podcast or... Um, recording and getting back into that routine that I had where I was like, you know, work, gym and stuff for the podcast and social stuff, you know, mm-hmm. instead of doing social things outdoors, it's more so doing video games with my friends online. But, you know, um, that's my way of connecting with my groomsmen still, like keeping in touch with them <laughs> is playing Call of Duty once every other week or whenever we're able to play, sometimes twice mm-hmm. a week, who knows. Um, but yeah, like finding a routine, I think it's just really helpful for any of us to kind of 
get out of the monotony of feeling or, or I feel like numbing numbing the feeling of like everything is out of control or change is like mm-hmm. out of hand, you know, like finding that routine, building routine, like makes it uh, doing things that you are familiar with helps cope with that change and make change easier um, for the time that you, you know, um, mm-hmm. when you are in a new location like us. Creating routine of things that you are used to doing, that you are familiar with, is helpful. That you enjoy. Yeah, so, that you yeah. enjoy. Yeah. That you um, that brings you, um, that you know that's reliable, uh, gives you those endorphins that you need that are healthy for you to be happy, to feel joyful. Um, uh, it, it helps when you build that routine. It's just really helpful to, to kind of feel like change is not that drastic, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, that's kind of speaking from our perspective of moving and becoming parents and all these things. So, I mean, obviously, change, handling change for someone who has gone through losing a loved one um, or a relationship, ending a relationship, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's still a beautiful, um, a beautiful thing that comes with finding change. I mean, finding routine in those changes. Like, um, you know, I remember when I went through my first middle school breakup, <laughs> like, I, or like it was like early high school breakup. You know, mm-hmm. um, I went. I was like really. I was still pretty big, and I lost a ton of weight. Was like down to like one forty, and I lost, and I looked really good. You know, um, I was really healthy. Um, it was it wasn't really healthy. I mean, I lost like twenty pounds a month. I was kind of losing a lot, but um, like I found so much joy in the gym, or just like you know finding something new to fill my time with. Um, that I was able to like lose a ton of weight. I should have ate more probably. Like I was in a, such a calorie deficit that it was just like yeah, I was gonna say too much of a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> too, too much, much of a calorie exercise. Too much of a yeah. calorie deficit, you know. So obviously, doing it differently would be like eating a little bit more, but also still finding that routine and and working out. But you know, it's still like good. I think in those moments of like losing relationship change and things like that, it's find something positive in your life that's helpful to bring you joy. It reminds you of the goodness that is still there um, despite the loss of a good thing. Yeah, try to do something that you enjoy, passionate about. And Mm -hmm. for me, like I really enjoy reading books. And it's kind of funny because I used to work at a library and I think that's kind of when I was reading the least. (laughs) It's really really funny. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay, I've got a lot of time on my hand. I can, on my hands, I can read now. Yeah, it's amazing how fast I can see you go through like books. Like, for me, I'm like I'm a I'm, I'll, like I'll read, but I'm more of an audiobook person. Like I'm not like yeah. Well, I had some books book. that were hard to put down this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, she she blasted through like four or five books. It seemed like this week. And it's so funny when I was working in the library. It seemed like it took forever for me to finish a book. It's right. just it's so ironic. You see it's this funny. bookshelf behind me if you're watching. You see this bookshelf behind me if you're watching. And it's full of books. Half of them I've read, and half of them I haven't. Um, there's a ton more books downstairs. Actually, these are just more like a couple of them are mine, right? I guess so. Yeah, they're like they're Bibles, and oh, yeah. you know, there's, thirty-three there's days more glory. Quite a few Bibles. Yeah, 
Adrian has a pretty impressive Bible collection. I don't know why. Like I, I, think, I do know why. That could be like a real one day, like yeah. how many Bibles? Yeah. I have a lot of Bibles because when I was a youth minister, I would always buy, like people at Ave would always sell their Bibles or give them away. And I would take them because I knew that I'm going to like encounter a lot of teens that probably don't have Bibles. So I just kind of took them. And I'm like, if a kid didn't have one and they said that they didn't and they wanted one, and I would just like, hey, all right, come to my office and I'll give you a couple. And so... And I just have so much that I still have left over here. So, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't read books as much as she does, but you know, um, I find I find my joy through working out and you know just doing stuff for the podcast, playing video games and stuff. So, whatever it is, go find it because I'm sure it'll be helpful in this time of change. And I think again, remembering getting used to that helplessness and relying on Christ in these moments of change is probably the most effective thing. And if you want to talk about trust, because trust, I think, intertwines completely with this topic of mm-hmm. change, go listen to last last week's or the last episode, episode 88, because I think it's super helpful. We also reveal that we are pregnant there. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know, now you know, um, Mr. President. Um, and yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's pretty good. That's a good amount of information that we gave. And yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. I'd just like to reiterate the fact that I'm not sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not about to burst into tears. This yeah. is just how my voice sounds right now. <laughs> this is this is pregnancy sickness. Yeah. Um, I think you sounded great. I, I tend to have a sad voice normally, and uh, it's a little sadder sounding. So <laughs> I just want to say I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, I'm okay. You're quote unquote. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's pregnancy. So yeah. I'm trying. That's not your first time on the podcast. People know what your, what your voice sounds like. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Is anybody else the type of person who just can't stand listening to their own voice? That's, yeah. I feel like it's a lot of people. There's people who are comfortable listening to themselves mm-hmm. on tape, and then I'm one of the people that are just very You know, I used to be like that, but after editing my podcast so many times, it's just like... Just you get used to it. So yeah. used to it now. That's yeah, I, I can't, or I haven't gotten used to that yet. That's yeah. uh, that's a hard one for me. Yeah. So uh, it's very hard for me to listen to any of the ones that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable, but there's people. There's a good amount of people out there that ask for you to come uh, back, and so we're that, happy to make more. That is surprising to me. <laughs> not not the after they listen to this one, they'll be like, "Wow." I mean, you what, look at what happened or a lot of our a lot of the popular living ardently posts is because you're on them, you know, like that baby announcement. Blows my mind. So, people love a good relationship yeah. story. So hopefully, next time I come on, my uh, I'll get some of my voice back from this baby. Yeah. So we'll we'll have you back on as often as you allow. Maybe it's a sign to. the baby will have a, a good singing voice or something. Let's hope. It means Filipino. It's got it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that real. He's got to be a good dancer and a good singer. Otherwise. Yeah, it's like Filipinos, good looking, good dancers, good singers. And like, make them short. I'm going to make them short. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that's all we got for today. I hope this was helpful in some way, shape, or form. Um, if you want to continue the conversation about change and, and, and give us some more advice, or maybe you have advice there that you want to offer to the community, let us know or put it into the comments um, of this YouTube video. Um, or if you're listening on podcast, uh, send us a DM. Um, give us some more things that we can probably put out, out there for the listeners 
And yeah, I hope you found this helpful. Um, if you're going through change, know that you're not alone. Um, if you're going through a difficult time, again, you're also not alone. We're here with you, praying with you. If you want to, you know, text us your prayer request or call us or call and pray with us, call 407-720-8522. And we'll get back to you as soon as you can. Send us a text message or pray. Reminder, I'm not, I am not, if you need need of a counselor, um, I am not one of those. I am not a crisis hotline. Um, uh, There's on the show notes below. You can get that if you need it. Um, But I am here just a friend. That's a friend to pray with you. And to, to kind of go through some stuff if you need a friend to go through it. Um, and subscribe everywhere else. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, all of our other episodes, YouTube, and all that good jazz. Follow us on Instagram, Living Ardently. It's only Adrian, Sarah Garaldi. And that's about it, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> and keep living. My voice keeps surprising me. <laughs> and until next time, Bye. keep Living. Ardently. Peace. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs)